Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. We have got 13 minutes to go ahead of the close. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all holding on to their gains. Right now, the S&P up four, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. Technology shares driving gains in U.S. equities. NASDAQ is up 32 points to 61.85, up five-tenths of one percent. The Dow up 10 points to 21,424, up about one-tenth of one percent. The 10 you're up 4.30 seconds, the yield there 2.37%. Gold up $4 the ounce to 12.13, up 3 tenths of 1%. West Texas Intermediate Crude up 20 cents a barrel, 44.43. That's a gain of 5 tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Much appreciated. Charlie Pellet with a Bloomberg Business News Flash. It is time for the Bloomberg ETF report brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility? Minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. To learn more more, please visit BlackRock.com slash factors prepared by BlackRock Investments, LLC. Here with the Bloomberg ETF report, Bloomberg's Jenna Dagenhart. BlackRock's ETFs are widening their lead by taking in $118 billion this year. Here's Bloomberg Intelligence ETF analyst Eric Balchunas. When we look at the what I call the horse race, there's really, it's a two-horse race at this point. It's been that way for a couple of years, but BlackRock is really pulling ahead. They took in about half of the money. Vanguard ETFs remain strongly in second place with $77 billion. And then there was nobody for miles after that. The two companies accounted for just about 80% of all the flows. And I think what you're seeing is that BlackRock and Vanguard both offer basically all of the major categories in dirt cheap products, and that's where a lot of the money went. Even though it's behind BlackRock for ETFs, Vanguard still dominates in terms of total flows. Vanguard is, you know, firing on all cylinders here. And so as a company, they have taken in more than BlackRock. But in the ETF arena, BlackRock is really putting on a show, taking in uh, more money and are on pace to take in the most flows for the fourth straight year. I'm Jenna Dagenhart. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. This is Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. I want to talk a little bit about small things, small stocks in particular. The Hood River Small Cap Growth Fund has returned nearly 36% in the past year, putting it in the 98th percentile, according to our data here at Bloomberg. David Swank is President and Chief Investment Officer at Hood River Capital Management, joining us on the phone from Portland, Oregon. David, uh, good to be talking with you on this uh, Monday. Tell me about the market environment and looking for opportunities within the small cap space right now. How easy is it? Sure. Well, this is this is actually a, a pretty good market for what we do. At Hood River, we focus on buying good quality companies trading at reasonable valuations that we think will earn more than other investors expect. So the key to our process is the research we do talking to a company's management team and customers and competitors and suppliers. So that should work well in most markets, and it usually does. But recent years have not been overwhelmed with macro drivers like, like we saw in the financial crisis. So figuring out company-specific fundamentals has been paramount, and that's where we excel. Recently, we've seen some uh, pretty good returns in the tech world and also recently in, in healthcare. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the names that uh, you guys like. And one of them, the ticker is PRAH. Uh, it's PRA Health Sciences. It's a healthcare services company. Uh, it's up about 36% so far this year. Uh, I'm looking at a forward-looking PE of about 24. Um, and I'm looking at EPS earnings growth of about 55% uh, for 2017. Uh, so we're looking at some nice earnings growth, revenue growth of about 13%, um, according to our, our Bloomberg data point. Points. What what in particular do you look for in terms of finding value and a good good name to own? Sure. So we do like PRA Health right now. Um, as you pointed out, this is a contract research organization that manages clinical trials for pharma and biotech companies. And the whole CRO industry is benefiting from a high level of biotech financing in recent years. But PRA in particular is really poised to gain share uh, due to the high marks it gets on customer service from its clients, and frankly, the rest of the industry is kind of in disarray with many of its competitors having recently merged or had management changes. So PRA is kind of the obvious choice for pharmaceutical companies and biotech companies that are that are looking for someone to do this. So I think uh, the, the street currently is looking for about 375 in EPS next year in mm-hmm. 2018. I think that that could be more like 420 because they – based on the checks I've done, should have a, a pretty robust pipeline of new business coming. And what exactly do they do? Sure. So uh, they they manage clinical trials for pharma and biotech companies. Okay. So they are uh, sending monitors out to to sites to, to ensure that doctors are enrolling the proper patients and filling out the paperwork properly. And they handle the data and the, and frequently the data analysis and often help with trial design as well. So it's, it's really a full spectrum of, of clinical trial services. So unless the drug companies kind of outsource some of these services, they don't have to have that in-house. They do. It's, it's really yeah. been a, a, a big trend over the past decades uh, of that happening. Yeah, stock's up about 36%. Uh, Tivity Health, uh, TVTY, um, quite a run, 75% higher. What's attractive about this one? Sure. So Tivity manages networks of athletic clubs to provide access to clients of managed care plans. So they don't run the clubs. They, they're essentially like an HMO for, for health clubs. Uh, its largest network is Silver Sneakers, which, man, which serves the managed Medicare community. And uh, Tivity also has a robust pipeline of new deals, as well as the potential to begin using their advertising and some other means to drive penetration of the existing client base. Uh, last year, they spun out an unrelated business, which has let management really start to refocus on the core network management business. So the street's looking for high single-digit top-line growth in 2017, and I think it could be more like 10 to 15 percent, and it could have a pretty good runway here if they get traction with some of the the advertising and other things that that they're experimenting with. Um, yeah, we're looking at revenue growth according to Bloomberg stats of uh, almost 11 percent year over year for 2017. Their biggest cost, though, is it advertising marketing or what is it? No, so the, their biggest cost is what they pay the gyms. Okay. Activity gets paid about six uh, or seven dollars from its clients, uh, the, the health plans, uh, for each client visit to the gym. And Tivity pays about 70% of that to the gym and then keeps $2 in gross profit or thereabouts per visit. Not too shabby, right, in terms of a business model? <laughs> well, if, if you can do it a lot, it's, it certainly yeah. adds up. 
Well, but it, it does also, doesn't it, or does it not, David, kind of play on the trend of, you know, uh, I think of corporate-sponsored health plans and so on and so forth. They're really trying to get uh, their employees to stay fit so that they don't have to go to the doctor so much. Right. And based on the checks that I've done with health benefit consultants mm-hmm. and uh, and folks at health, health plans that actually use Tivity and its networks, their end clients really like this, and it's a good way for them to to retain uh, the, their members when it comes time to to re-enroll. So, uh, the, you know, the, their clients are really finding that this makes their membership base stickier. David, are you also wondering whether or not this could be a takeout play? I know there was a story, uh, I think, last month that said that the company, you know, was considering selling itself off. Uh, because of some takeover interest from private equity firms. I think Reuters had put that out there, and we did see the stock move on that. Just got 30 seconds here. Is that maybe part of the story or part of the interest on your part? Well, that's not why we own it, but it could be icing on the cake. These days, almost anything could, could get acquired in, in the small cap realm. Uh, but but really, I own it for the the short, medium, and long-term uh, organic growth that, that they should be able to put up that I think will favorably surprise other investors. All right. Interesting to talk uh, with you uh, about some of these names. Um, David, thank you so much. David Swank, President and Chief Investment Officer at Hood River Capital Management. As I mentioned, his Hood River Small Cap Growth Fund uh, up about 36% in the past 12 months, putting it uh, in the 98th percentile according to Bloomberg data. Coming up, folks, we've got the closing numbers on Wall Street. We'll take a look at some of the movers and shakers, you are listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio.